This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to your AEW Dynamite review for August 25th, 2021. AEW Dynamite is coming to you this week from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this was the big Dynamite debut of one CM Punk. Following his his huge debut, official debut on Rampage, this was the big one, the big Dynamite where he's going to come out. So also the main event, you know, Malachi Black, dude, is – he is a main event player. Uh, Brock Anderson, uh, he was in the main event. <laughs> Brock, Brock Anderson <laughs> was, yes, he was he, in the main get, event. He gets a participation medal. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if he can remember the match. I don't think he can remember but... like the last few years. <laughs> he remembers his name. Um but yeah, but before we get started with all that, uh, don't forget to check out all of our content that comes out each week. Our Dynamite and Rampage reviews, topic discussions, interviews, Q&As, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Also, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this podcast at. Uh, so, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to talk some dynamite? I am. Let's go. <laughs> All right. The show started uh, with Orange Cassidy versus Big Money Matt Hardy. And Orange Cassidy picked up the win over Matt Hardy in this opener and this is how it finished um, after hitting a, a hands in the pocket senton and his own version of Matt Hardy's twist of fate for a near fall Cassidy went for the, the orange punch but Hardy ducked out of the way tried to lock in the le- his leech finisher the submission finisher mm-hmm. uh, but instead Cassidy sat down on him in a trapped pinning position and got the three count but man can we can we also talk about Matt's nose? Jeez, wow. like he legit broke his face. <laughs> that, and it happened on the like the uh, the body uh, cro- flying crossbody yeah. off the turnbuckle, I think, by Cassie, yeah. which is a weird spot for that to happen in. And but, he must have uh, just landed on his face. Yeah, instead of his body landed on his face. It was he was he was a bloody mess, but he was, God, he's a Matt trooper Hardy though. Legit, just take punishment when he starts but can i just say when he turned up for this match i had flashbacks of naughty's matt hardy <laughs> like the slick black with, hair with the pant yeah yeah he had, he had the uh the i'm not does he normally wear like the uh the cargo tights that i think that's what the announcers referred to him as uh, <laughs> the the, 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 the pants of the pockets and everything needs. <laughs> Yes, and he had all I the money in the I pockets. Can't, I can't remember what he normally was, but it was just the hair, like because it was like completely yeah. slicked back. I was just like, "Watches of notice, Matt Hardy here." <laughs> yeah, like where it, it all did. started. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, like this was um this was an interesting way to open dynamite because mm-hmm. I don't know what I expected from this because look, Orange Cassidy and all, you know, his little friends have been on a collision course for some reason with the Hardly family office. I don't a hundred percent understand what's going on. Um, but we do get some good matches every now and again out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So still slightly bewildered. Um the beginning bit with the hands in the pockets and the delete thing <laughs> delete was fantastic because the crowd ended up being split. Yeah. And I love it when that happens when you got dueling crowd chants. Mm-hmm. Um it just makes me all warm and fuzzy. Um yeah. So, yeah, and then obviously Matt Hardy had his face broken by some part of Orange Cassidy, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the very interesting pin, which from one angle didn't look um, yeah. flattering. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. But the, I kind the... of tried to put that in a way that was nice, but yeah. there's only so many yeah. words you it, can use. It was questionable. Yes, questionable <laughs> with a big question yeah. mark. <laughs> I, I did when he when he dropped down for the pin. My worry was Matt's nose because when he <laughs> fell down, he almost like sat on his nose. I was like, oh no 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 no! I was cringing. I was like, <laughs> help Doing him out! Damage, help him out, man! Damage. I know. Sit on his face. It's broken. Matt's nose now is like on the opposite cheek. I know. I felt bad. I felt bad for I didn't think I was going to feel bad for Big Money Matt coming into this match, but I did by the end of it. He gets busted open the hard way a lot. He does. He does. He suffers Mm. for his craft. (laughs) And I saw saw people like going, oh yeah, for AEW is meant to be a safe company. Oh my God, (laughs) things happen. It's physical wrestling. Like... Everybody just do. needs to calm down. <laughs> yeah. Don't overreact. No. Yeah. He's fine, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, because he cut a promo that was uh, released Jeez. on social media afterwards. It looks like it's not over between him and Orange Cassidy. So, it apparently, with like him, he it's not. So. A, like, he may have landed with his eye because he couldn't open his eye. His eye was swollen. I don't know if that was from the broken his nose. You know, was sometimes it could. Swelling. Mm hmm. Yeah, he, he, he was like messed one part up. Of his face was normal, the other part was like enlarging before our eyes. <laughs> it really, it's, it it made me feel sorry for him a little bit. I was a little. Yeah. Uh, he's now sympathetic, sympathetic Matt Hardy. Only um, for like a week, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So so then we got we got some words for Brock Anderson from Malachi Black. And Malachi was trying to give Brock um, like a way out. He, he wanted Brock to just apologize, walk away, and he said, "If things do not, if things go any differently, that he will take out anyone involved with the Nightmare Family." Um, I thought this was very generous of Malachi by offering him a way out. Yeah, he's a good guy. M- nice guy, Malachi. Nice that's, guy. That's uh, that's what we call him, right? All right. What you dead so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh Next, we heard from Chris Jericho. Uh, following his loss to MJF in the fifth labor, 
And and if we thought that match was the end of the feud between these two guys, we were absolutely wrong. I felt like uh, this is cheer- never going to end at one. Yeah. Is this the last, 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 last match? Last, 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 last? Uh, Jericho wants one more match with MJF at All Out. And if Jericho loses, he'll never wrestle in an AEW ring again. Uh, this challenge brought Maxwell out of the back, saying that while he loved tapping out Jericho for the third time, making not tapping him out for the third time, but tapping him out and beating him for the third time last, uh, last week, with this coming up match with Jericho at All Out, he would be able to say he ended Chris Jericho, uh, and that is just too much to pass up. So this match is on. MJF versus Jericho at All Out. Jericho's AEW wrestling career on the line. What do you think about this? It made my heart sad. <laughs> because um, I also I don't know which way this is going to go, and that makes me very, very nervous. I don't know which way it's going either. Yeah, and I... Like, you, like, you mean, like, Chris Jericho's been, like, a big part of, like, us watching wrestling. And, like, Mm -hmm. the thought of um, him, like, not doing it in AEW, like, really weirds me out. Because, Mm -hmm. like, he was, like, the first champion... Like AEW, like basically formed around him, like you know mm-hmm. they needed a little, like a like a guy that everybody knew to get the company going. It all worked, and like for him, then after like two and a bit years to then go, right? Well, if I lose this match with NJF, that's it. I'm not wrestling in the ring at AEW anymore. I was a bit like, what? Huh. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. What is that? What is it? What is that? mean like well, for real for real can't, can't compute that i'm sorry um and i know and that the... sounds really drastic but like seeing where he like obviously i didn't see him before he went to wwe but seeing him when he started mm-hmm. in wwe is y2j and then like progressing through i can't not imagine like yeah him doing commentary in aw full-time without getting involved in wrestling, and then you've got the thing of what happens with the inner circle. Mm. Is, is it still too, a thing? I mean, too much going on. Then again, he may win, but I'm always the pessimist in me is always going to look at the um, the bad side of it. And I, I don't like if you're looking from a good side for MJF, what a notch on his career! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, like going down, like that is part of his career. He retired, Chris Jericho. Sure. Um, but I loved a bit in it in MJS singer was like the fastest rising star in professional wrestling. And my brain went, uh, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, are you forgetting these people exist. Um, but obviously, he's a heel, so I get huh. that. But I was just like listening to these people, like going, No, mate, um, you're one of, should we say. You don't really wrestle yeah. that much anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about this because even if this is like a bluff or even if like you know it's already been sorted out what happened, when the camera looks into Chris Jericho's eyes, 
it did look like a bit of spark had gone out of him. And like, yeah, that, it, that made me feel really sad. He did look very uh, mortal, I guess. Yeah. In that. And the look on his face. Um, how did he word it? He said that he wouldn't wrestle again in an AEW ring. Um, mm. Which obviously the initial, my initial thought was, well, he could still wrestle in New Japan. Yeah, that's what or, I thought. <laughs> but he's still wrestling an Impact. Now, I don't see him wrestling an Impact. Honestly, it doesn't feel like a Jericho move. Nothing against Impact. It just Jericho and Impact don't fit to me. No. Uh, like not New Japan does. The uh, only so thing I don't know. That, like, that is my mind with this whole thing is recently, like since he's turned face, mm-hmm. he seems to be kind of getting a bit not overwhelmed or emotional exactly, but a bit like um, what's the word I want to mm. use? Kind of like oh. humbled um, by people singing the theme to him. It looks like yeah. it's like hitting a note to him, and that worries me. Whether that's yeah. like just him being him, or if that's something because he knows something's coming up, and also the fact that he has turned face, he couldn't retire on being a heel because no one would like. Eh. Yeah, but the fact yeah. he's turned face, if he retires on that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't and, like it. <laughs> and, Make it stop. And the, the- and the point that he the, he mentioned, hey, you know, I'll go do commentary full time on Rampage. Mm. That line also kind of set things up where, oh, that's right. Yeah, it wouldn't be him leaving; he would still be here. So it makes it more mm-hmm. realistic. Well, yeah, he he could mm-hmm. he could lose the match because he still wouldn't be going, and he would still have Jericho. But mm. I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a fifty fifty for me right now. It could go yeah, either way. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't, and that's a good. That's a good place to be. That's a good place a to good be. Place that's where you want be. your match. I normally, I normally don't mind being in this place, but when it comes to Jericho, I don't like it because I don't like the idea of, like, because it really feels like end of like a full chapter. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when some, I do. when some wrestlers retire, it feels well. Some people in WWE retire and then come back for about five and ten years. So. Yeah. And that can happen yep. anyway, but True. I feel like when he says it, he he means it. Means it. Yeah. And I'm not so. ready for that part of like it to be done with. But in a sense, you can also understand it because there's other talent coming in. Maybe he needs mm-hmm. to, you know, make some room. Yeah. I don't know. I I can keep speculating this for about an hour, but I don't. I don't think we have time, but oh no, I don't. No. I don't like it. I just that's I'm, that's my two pennies. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be talking about this a little more down the road. Yeah, sure. yeah, um, I, I still don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you just you don't like that feeling. I get it. I just don't like that feeling. Um, it causes me anxiety. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, in the next match, uh, the Lucha Brothers faced uh, the Varsity Blondes in. The tag team eliminator tournament. Uh, the winners will be moving on to face Jurassic Express on Rampage for the chance to face the Young Bucks in a steel cage at All Out for the AEW tag team titles. And and in the end, the Lucha Brothers picked up the win as Pillman was isolated and was hit by stereo thrust kicks from Penta and Phoenix, followed by an assisted pile driver by the Lucha Brothers. 
allowing Phoenix to pin Pillman for the victory. And afterwards, Jurassic Express came into the ring as a, a sign of respect, uh, sportsmanship, to shake hands with the Lucha Brothers ahead of their big match on Rampage. But this was interrupted as the Young Bucks, along with the Good Brothers, uh, who had been watching the match from the ramp, came to the ring, uh, but were met with a pair of Tope Suicidas from Phoenix and Jungle Boy. Uh, leaving the champs, uh, they were left lick, <laughs> yeah, they were licking their wounds, uh, just laying at ringside. Yeah, they were bewildered. That's a good word. Thanks. Uh, so, so how did you like this uh, the match in the fallout? I loved the VT to begin with, with the varsity blondes in the lockers getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Like, but I don't understand. They handed Julia her pom poms, and then she came out with no pom poms. <laughs> she forgot. She laid them down on the way to the ring. I was like, pom poms? No. <laughs> Where did the oh, pom poms okay. go? Where did the pom poms go? That was a serious question that I asked. I was like, that, you were worried about go? that the whole match. You were like, I yeah, was, yeah, I was yeah. Like, I saw them and then <laughs> they weren't there. Phoenix is flipping, <laughs> doing all kinds of risking his life. And all Sarah can think about is, yeah, but where are the pom poms? <laughs> Move on, Sarah. Oh, it was a pom-poms, <laughs> man. I just liked them. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, this was a really good match. And uh, like Griff Garrison and Brian Billman Jr. are really stepping up their game. Mm-hmm. Like they, they like, I was really impressed. And now I'm not being condescending or anything, but no, no. Like, they were <laughs> brilliant in this match. Like I yeah. legit thought, surely, like, Varsity Bonds aren't winning this because that's the way it was looking at one point. Um, I did like the fact that we kept cutting back to like Jungle Boy and uh, Luke So just like looking on, like going, Bloody hell, that was impressive. Um, mm -hmm. type thing, yeah. and then looking Not at bad. the book just being sarky people. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously, the Lucha Brothers won, which makes sense, and then mm -hmm. the nice little in ring interaction between them and Jurassic Express, then yeah. The young bucks coming down, trying to start trouble by pushing Jurassic Express into Lucha Brothers. But hey, hey yeah. the smart baby faces—they know what's up. And yeah, <laughs> they then just pelted them to the ground, so that was good. And um, but yeah, this um, this is a very smart thing to do for AEW to put the actual tag match in a cage because of the mm -hmm. interference the books can get. From well, about the fifty-five thousand people that follow them. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it, smart move. Um, I it, can't wait for the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's a stipulation that makes sense because oh, 100%. you see, you see cage matches take place uh, that sometimes don't make sense, or just cage mm -hmm. matches, or cell matches, or stipulation mm -hmm. matches for the sake of having a stipulation mm -hmm. match. Um. I mean, on, you know, we had Cody and Wardlow in the cage. Honestly, this makes more sense than that one did. Um, mm. You know, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I was there for that one live, so I'm not knocking that one. I love that match. It was phenomenal. And Cody, you know, leaping off the cage was a moment yeah. I'll never forget. Uh, but what, my point is that the use of the cage in that doesn't make as much sense as the use of the cage for the Young Bucks for their match because you had yeah. that constant interference. We've had that story being told, so... Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense no matter who they face. It's not like yeah. a personal thing where they cage. Just because they interfere with everybody, so it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. So it works for this tournament. 
um, it makes you feel like there's going to be a fair fight at all out, whether it's the case or not. You know, people mm-hmm. can always climb over those cages. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I, it's a good point you brought up going back to uh, varsity blondes and how good they look in this match. It's really hard to make yourself stand out in a match against a team like the Lucha Brothers because yeah. they're they're like a you know a nonstop highlight reel. So mm-hmm. the fact that, that they could stand out in that match, and you're right, they really did. And I thought the kind of the story of it was where Pillman, especially like he would do something big and get excited. You could see he really like got into the, the things and mm. it almost felt like, you know, he was maybe the moment the story was the moment was just a little too big for him, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which played into the Lucha brothers winning, which I thought was great because, you know, realistically they're newer to the game than the Lucha brothers are. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it just kind of felt like they were almost there, but the moment was just a little too big for them. And that's that was that was a good way to uh, to tell that story in the ring. Yeah, because they uh, didn't. But yeah, um, they Jim Ross or something say that Brian Pillman Jr. is only been wrestling for three years or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't been hasn't been long. You know, I know he was yeah. in MLW for a while, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't think he wrestled uh, much before he got to MLW. You know, yeah. it's, it's a fairly fairly new thing. So. He's definitely newer to the game than most of the guys on that roster. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he, he's looking really good, uh, really good, and reminds me so much of his dad. So, uh, yeah, in in ring, that's great. Good stuff, good stuff. Because his dad was a special talent in the ring uh, for mm-hmm. sure. I was watching some old WCW stuff today. Uh, he was doing some work with uh, with Flair. Uh, he was he was working side by side with, with flair against Arn Anderson. Mm. And uh, yeah, he just, he looked great. I was looking at him there, looking at Brian Pillman senior. And I'm like, wow. It just after watching Pillman junior last night, it just, it's just, there's you know, such a parallel in the ring just to how they, yeah. uh, how they perform. So it's good. And the way they're built and everything. So good, good stuff moving forward for Pillman though. He's got a bright future for sure. Um, all right. Then we heard from Andrade and Chavo. Uh, this is, of course, ahead uh, leading into the match between Andrade and Pac at All Out. And Andrade says that at All Out, Pac will find out who Andrade is. I'm really, really looking forward to this match. Uh, story aside and, and how it's built up, I think this could be uh, the show stealer of the night. Even taking into consideration that cage match, this has the potential to, to steal the show. Yeah, it's one of them that... Um... I'm looking more forward to the match than what's around mm-hmm. the match, if that makes sense. Yes, exactly. Um, yep. I, I don't like the fact... It, it seems to be that AEW has this thing where these people coming from WWE and so far they've got one person right and that's Malachi Black. Miro yeah. Andrade seem to have like Got on such a weird little route. <laughs> um, Miro's yeah. fine now, obviously. We're, we're safe and secure because yeah. he creeps the heart of me when he starts doing his little <laughs> promo oh. things. Um, they mm, really so good. So good. They scare me more than Malachi Black, um, mm. which says a lot. That's about saying me. a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm not a fan of this whole um, money thing against Pat mm-hmm. and all this type of stuff, but. The match should be really good fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Just the storyline around it just isn't for me. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, it's a good point with Miro coming in, kind of uh, under heavy criticism by a lot of uh-huh. fans. Uh, this probably is not as heavily criticized as Miro's was because at least Andrade is more of a serious character than Miro was then, even mm-hmm. if the story isn't isn't really. Yeah, doesn't have a lot of meat on the bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just looking forward to that match. Uh, yeah, like we both we both said. That match has so much potential. Uh, we know yeah. both guys are they're on another level in the ring. 100%. So I'm I'm not very interested Pat to see how it plays for, out. Like quite a while in a singles competition, I don't think, apart from mm-hmm. well, it was obviously in the match with Omega and Thingy, but that wasn't kind of like a one on one situation. So No. I can't wait for that again. Because he is really yep. good one on one. Amazing. Uh Next, we had um, Jamie Hayter, the new enforcer for women's champion Britt Baker. Uh, she made her return to AEW in the ring to face Red Velvet. And after a back-and-forth match, it really was, it was back-and-forth between the mm-hmm. two, uh, Hayter picked up the win when she turned Velvet inside out with a massive lariat. One, two, three. She got the victory. And after the match, Hayter... Baker and Reba Rebel began beating down Red Velvet until everyone's favorite alien, Chris Statlander, ran out for the save, clearing the ring, and she was left holding Baker's women's title belt in the ring afterwards. This was good. Um, Mm -hmm. I like Jamie here. I like what she does in the ring. She's quite a hard hitting um, wrestler. And Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I. well, yeah, I like that. You can probably see from the people that I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was good. Um, when Red Velvet did the flip over and she landed on her face, I felt that. Yeah. I really felt yeah. that. But yeah. again, yeah, you could, you noticed it, but they managed to work it in. So it wasn't as glaringly like... Yeah, they, they didn't Hater, kind of like then stumble around going, "Oh, what do we do? What do we do?" It Hater reacted on. very quickly, and that's yeah. a lot about Hater too, because she didn't just lay there like, oh, "I gotta act like that hit me." You know, yeah. it was like, "No, no, no, okay, I'm gonna act like she messed up because she did." So let's yeah. just that's what happened in a yeah. match. If somebody misses a move, what do you do? Well, you attack, and that's what she did. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, also uh, for the end of the match as well. We've constantly been saying for how long now now that there's nothing really falling with the women's division. This again is an inkling that something is starting to happen in that division because Chris mm-hmm. Statlander ran out, but Red Velvet then seemed to hang on to Chris Statlander. Like there's like a tiny maybe little alliance there. Yeah. It may just be because she did the save, but then it could be something else. Like you've got to build these connections up. Mm-hmm. For the storylines yeah. to form, um, so yeah, so I, yeah, I like the entire thing. This was great, yeah. um, but I can't wait for Chris Statlander to, you know, be in a championship match. But you know, we, I think we know how it ends. Um, so yeah. bit gutted that she won't win it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, she won't. But I do. <laughs> uh, you you mentioned uh, Velvet. You know, standing with Statlander afterwards, yeah. it it does make me think. Probably, Dynamite or it, maybe even the next Rampage will probably see a tag match mm. with Statlander Velvet versus 
Adrian Baker, and that won't be bad at all. Again, just get more yeah. get more women in the mix. Uh, but that's probably I would look for that to happen on one of the uh, upcoming shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love seeing Hater back in the ring. Uh, she looks. 100%. And if you if you looked at her when she wrestled with AEW back in 2019, before what happened to the world happened, and she was not able to be here. Uh, mm-hmm. she's transformed. I mean, she looks mm-hmm. like a whole different person. Uh, yeah, she's just, put some work you know, in. She has absolutely. So, and she, she looked good. I mean, the match wasn't perfect and you could tell she hadn't been, uh, she'd maybe never worked with velvet or something, you know, where they, mm-hmm. everything wasn't clicking, clicking just right. But I still thought they, they pulled off a good match. Yeah. Despite 100%. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 But she looked great. She looked great. Yeah. In return. Um, Next, we saw the Dark Order in the back, and cracks are beginning to form with the no. absence of us, with the absence of a certain anxious millennial cowboy. It's true. No, no, um, no, 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 no. I'm not ready. <laughs> Reynolds blamed Uno and Grayson for Hangman getting destroyed by the Elite weeks ago because they they stopped the rest of the Dark Order from coming out to help. Uh, then Uno took a shot at Reynolds saying he's just in John Silver's shadow. Mm-hmm. Reynolds stormed off. Uno tried to apologize, but the damage had been done. The Dark Order seemed to have lost their way, like lost their direction, their compass, their cowboy. Um, are they going to be okay? This breaks my heart more than Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have them falling apart. They're my happy chemical people. You can't fall apart. <laughs> I, I'm, I know what's going to happen, though. I can tell you how the story's going to end. No, I don't want to even think about it. No, I'm, I'll tell you right now. No. This is how it's going to end. No. no. It's, no. <laughs> I'm not listening. La, 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 la. You know how it's going to end. I've already told you. How Adam Page is going to somehow show up at All Out, win the world title, Dark Order's back together. All is happy. I win my bet. I get to control your profile for another week. Bang, bang. Cowboys. Okay? That's what's going to happen. Yeehaw. You're still on that door. (laughs) I have to be now. The bet is in place. I have no choice. (laughs) I got I'm. It's, It's, you know, I got to hang on. I have no choice but to hang on at this point. No matter how cold my fingers get and how tired I get. Um, I'll never let go. I'll never let go. I can't lose. So, okay. Aside from that, what did you think of this segment? Breaking my heart. I can't have this Dark Order. Are you listening to me, Dark Order? I can't have this. They're listening. Somebody is. I need, I need happy things with Dark Order. I need the funny things with Dark Order. I can't, I can't, no, you can't do it. You just all have to like sit in a like in a circle and talk it out and have a like someone gets like say a plushy octopus and whoever has the plushy octopus gets to talk and say what they think and then you pass it on to the next person with the plushy octopus and they say what they think and you all make up <laughs> and you're all one big dark order and then Anna J comes back and kicks your butts for even thinking about it and you got the cowboy gear with your cowboy. Don't make the gear go away. The gear has to come back. What if what if that is the key? What if it's Anna J coming back? 
It brings them back together. I literally thought, what if that is the key? The octopus plushie. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'll send them an octopus plushie <laughs> if they need it. What I'll is it? Yeah. Right now. <laughs> no, I will guarantee you I was not thinking, wow, what if it's an octopus <laughs> plushie? What if that's all they need? No, it's Anna J. But the octopus plushie, you can make it either sad or turn it inside out and it's happy. So it tells you what mood uh, you're in. Is that it? That's That's the answer. That is the answer. Then they all get to all have one individual who's all like, oh, look, like <laughs> John Silver's plushie's sad, so we better be nice to John. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, this is, this is awesome. This is it's awesome. late at night uh, for me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We are recording a little later than normal. Um, old octopus plushie. Um, okay, so then we had Tony Schiavone. He was in the ring to interview CM Punk for his Dynamite dun, debut. Dun, dun. Punk said he couldn't hear Tony because <laughs> the crowd was chanting his name too loud. Uh, <laughs> Punk did on. That was so good. <laughs> yeah. Punk went on to reiterate that what brought him back was the young talent in the back. He went on to draw a lot of parallels between himself and his opponent at All Out, Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. CM Punk wants to find out if he himself is still the best in the world. Is he still the best in the world? That's when it happened. The crowd started the yes chant. And the look on Punk's face when that happened was priceless because it's almost uh. like, I'm not sure if he intended it to happen or not. But when he heard it, like just just the look on his face was yes, okay. But punk, punk said that's someone else's shtick, and that everybody's just gonna have to be a little more patient. Uh, I felt like Tony Khan was in the back going, "What? No, 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 no." Uh, or maybe not. Maybe Tony was yeah, like, "Yeah, I, this, I say this is Tony, good. Tony, yeah. they're doing what they did with Punk, aren't they? They they're are. Not they're not saying, saying it, it, but they're, they're saying, saying it." it. Yeah, I th- I think it works perfectly. Yeah, it's um, the best way to do it. Yeah, uh, he said, but Punk said with facing Darby, it's not about proving the haters wrong; it's about proving himself right. Uh, he also said hello to his wife at home. Yeah, nice little nice. nice little touch, April, AJ, whatever. Um, good husband. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, so how'd you like it? He's just brilliant, isn't he? Yes, I mean, uh, always got the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. He knows what I he's know. doing. I just love the fit where Tony Schiavone was asking the question, and he's literally going, "I can't hear what you're saying at all." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like looking at it, going, mm, "I still can't hear you." Yes. Um, Did you say? And then he was just like, looked at like the crowd, going, "All right, just <laughs> What did you ask? <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, and then that nice little tease. Mm. Very clever, nice Mr. Punk. Tease. Nice one, Phil. Very. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was good. I think everybody kind of was like, he said it, but he didn't say it, but he said it. It's like, yeah. we know that he knows that we know that he knows that we know. <laughs> what she said. Yep. That, that um, thing. Yep. That thing. Uh, so yeah, so hmm. I mean, I just love it. At the end, like Tony Schiavone was so giddy 
Like he generally was like a kid, like hopped up on like sugar. And then <laughs> like when Paul left the ring and stuff and told your body was like waiting on the outside because he went around the entire crowd, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, and then he looks back at Tony Schiavone and he looked like he was apologizing. Going, I'm really it, sorry yeah. that I couldn't hear you. And Tony Schiavone's like, no, it's fine, don't worry about that. <laughs> like, proper, like, having a fangirl moment. Y- yeah, and, that whole like, interaction yeah, just felt and, like, real. When you real. hear, like, Tony Schiavone talk, he is so happy he's back in wrestling. Like, he mm-hmm. is, like, loving it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So, yeah, so, he's just a perfect fit for AEW. Yeah, he has that nostalgia yeah. from a lot of people's childhoods, mine yeah. included. But he has that, um, the, I don't know, like a fresh feeling, like it's yeah, 100%. just a, refreshing that, yeah. his in, his enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's you know for people that even for those who were not as familiar with him, he still just resonates everything yeah. that AEW is about. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's great. Yeah, just, it's hard to explain. Just a warm feeling every time. The one, the one moment that did make me generally giggle was when Punk was walking up the ramp. I think he forgot what company he was in because he was going to go straight through the like <laughs> through the LED yeah. screen, and it was like, oh no, I gotta turn right. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> one, one way or the other, Punk. Yep. <laughs> He looked like he was going to wait straight for like he was in WWE again, and he was like, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love how they must have explained that to him, going, by the way, if you come out of one tunnel, you've got to go down that same tunnel because they're different tunnels. And he's yeah. like, what? <laughs> I'm used to one in and out. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Different no. tunnels. <laughs> God, I am so glad he's finally in AEW. I can't say that enough. Changes the game. Um, next, we had Miro. Uh, Miro <laughs> said he finally forgives Fuego, but <laughs> he still wants Eddie Kingston, saying his God will back him and his wife will love him because he is the champion. He wants Eddie Kingston or he'll burn this place to the ground. I just, it's just where he said at the end, bring me the Mad King. Because, yeah. because in England, we did have a Mad King <laughs> back mm. in history. So I don't know which one he's talking about. <laughs> which is yeah, also, yes, yeah, Eddie's Twitter <laughs> handle, right? Mad yeah. King something. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. It's a great bring touch. Me great King. touch. Um, bring me the Mad King. But I love how he said that if he doesn't get him, he'll burn this place to the ground. So does that mean... We are hmm. waiting to give Eddie Kingston this shot. Because you want it to happen in New York, don't you? I want it to happen in New York. Yeah. So, is yeah, is it going to be a continuation of, uh, you know... Is he going to burn his com- yeah. like, company to the ground and start having other opponents? Not that Eddie will actually care about anybody else being obliterated. Um, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not Mark Sting... Or Darby Allen, he couldn't give two hoots. Um, uh, but as in kind of like a threat to TK. But also an issue with, with I mean, like a negative with this, because it's not like Eddie to hear a challenge and go, yeah, I'm not going to accept that challenge, because that's not in Eddie's character at yeah. all. So if you're hearing Miro keep saying your name, well, you're going to step up and, and go at it with Miro. So it wouldn't make sense for it to wait so long. 
Unless mm. there's something distracting Eddie, or unless Eddie's... I think there's something you know, distracting got... Eddie. He's hanging out with Sting at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> That's a big distraction. Yeah. But you'd want something a little more substantial where it's like, not just a, hey, I'm having fun, I'm not worried about you, because... Man, yeah, it's no, Eddie King. Eddie Kingston, man. Yeah, he's tough as nails. Like, he, yeah. Did you say my name? I'm gonna come at you then. You know, that's what you expect from Eddie Kingston. Mm. So I don't know. I don't. I'm curious to see how they're how this is gonna play out because that's that's twice now that Miro's yeah uh, said his name. So maybe it's like Candyman. Maybe you need to say his name three times Never and know. Kingston appears. So we'll see. But the so thing is, though, it's times. like the only thing that I can like hold on to with this whole Eddie Kingston thing and the New York thing is mm-hmm. when Eddie Kingston did the promo for the New York show I can't remember what it was on I think he might have been on a dynamite a while ago or something and he said something like something to do with New York and then he said I want you to be there because you bet your ass I'm going to be there and I was like is he actually got something in New York to do on the show? As in something mm-hmm. kind of like quite big. And something then big. when like um, Miro did this promo, it just reminded me of that. And I was just like, is this what he means? Like, is this like the, the whole thing? Because when is the New York show? It's not that far after All it's Out. Two, it's two, week, two weeks after All Out, September September twenty second. Be- yeah, it's yeah. it's not that far after all out. So uh-huh. it is a possibility. <clears throat> it is. We just gotta. They have to be real creative in how they delay it again because it, I just that's my only hang up is it doesn't fit in Kingston's um, character to not accept it before then. It seems like you know that's uh, yeah. Um, well, but we'll see how creative they get with delaying it. Also, I think yeah. it's interesting to have. Uh, somebody with a title that's looking for opponents that's challenging people instead of people challenging the, the instead of somebody challenging Miro, which is usually the way it goes. You have a challenger. Miro's literally going to find people to fight him for his title. Like, please. I think it says a lot please. of people that everybody doesn't want to fight Miro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I just, I love that, yeah. that aspect of it. It's like this, this is such an unbeatable guy. He's like, yeah. I'm just going to go find people to fight. I mean, nobody's do you to want me, to so. like volunteer? No, I would volunteer someone else for it um, and watch, but no, I would not volunteer exactly. myself. You, you don't want to go near it. Which <laughs> you're just like, no, 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 dude, you keep it. It looks good on you. <laughs> Miro, you want to fight? Sarah's got it. Go get him, Sarah. You got as, this. As long as I can bring my back up, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't think you'd be fine. I'd bring Mox and I'd be Malachi Black. Uh, and Sue's okay, Van. maybe maybe you would have a chance at that. And Sue's Van? Yeah. <laughs> I run at him. I run at him full forward. Malachi Black kicks his head off on one side, and Mox chokes him out after I hit him with the van. <laughs> after the okay, that that's the key. If anybody out there is listening. If anybody's want to take the Eddie Kingston, listen to Sarah. She has the answer. I got you back. All you, all you need, yeah. So all you need, you need to go talk oh. to Sue. Turn it into yeah. like a Mad Max van. Yeah. Um, God, I've just got so right. many imagined so in my head. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Mox and Eddie, uh, they're in the next match. Uh, Yay, me boys! And, me boys yes. are all together. Uh, it is Moxley 
Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen with Sting. Against the wingman, Cesar Benoni, J.D. Drake, and Ryan Nemeth with, uh, with Pretty Peter Avalon, which, you know, if, if that's their answer to Sting, eh. eh <laughs> Try eh. again. Not going to work out so well. I mean, love Peter Avalon, but it is what it is. So, yes, in this trios competition, and uh, and and while the result was was a given in this one, yeah. uh, this, this is how it finished. Uh, with Benoni taken out and Nemeth beaten down by Moxie and Kingston after thinking he was going to attack them with a chair or something, uh, Darby yeah. was left. Yeah, the people you attacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a chair. Oh, yeah, wrong guys. Um, so Darby was left alone with J.D. Drake, uh, where he hit his over-the-top stunner, followed by a coffin drop, picking up the win. And afterwards, Daniel Ooh. Garcia ran in for like a sneak attack brave, on Darby. Brave, and, human being. And then he took off real quick. Like, he ran out of there quick. Like, <laughs> I tailed it for the ramp and uh, just kind of watched from the ramp afterwards. So, wow. Yeah, it's a... Uh, uh, sneaky, no, maybe not a smart move. For, I genuinely uh, love this match. Like, I think this was like such a fun match to watch. And I'm not normally a fan of like random thing matches happening, but this mm-hmm. was such a good match to watch for me because it's me a little weird family unit, isn't it? I just love these four together so much. <laughs> um, so obviously, you've got. <laughs> Daddy Marks and Daddy uh, Eddie from the Sting <laughs> and Kid Darby, right? Little Darby. And then, and then you've got these, like, <laughs> like the, right, seriously, the wingmen when they're against these type of people are hilarious. But there's such mm-hmm. like a mismatch of human beings that in the yes. lineup you just wouldn't put together, but they work Not so at well. All. I just love how. The chairs part where Ryan M was like, yeah, I'm going to hit them. Oh, it's it's the two people that use weapons really well. Uh, Maybe not. <laughs> um, then when uh, Pete Ravelin ended up running into Sting by accident and was just like, then mm-hmm. running the other one. And then got like thrown into a barricade. And then at the end, after um, Eddie and um, Mox were sorting out the rest of the people on the side and Daniel Garcia came in and obviously sneak attacked Darby. Nobody was there to help Darby because Sting was beating somebody <laughs> up. Mox and Eddie were doing something. Darby's on his own. Darby got up and looked really bewildered that nobody was there. And then <laughs> Mox turns up with a can in hand. Like, what it was just like the worst parenting ever. Like <laughs> just these t- Eddie and Mark just turned up going, sorry kid, weren't there? Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Darby Jenny looked like thanks guys. Like she was slapping my back for that. Yeah, I like, got no, this. No, we Never mind. something else, don't worry about it. But yeah, they're not the problem. Um just <laughs> Mark's in the can, I just I don't know why I found that so funny, but I just really did. Because, like, seriously, this guy's just become a new father. He must just be like, yeah, yeah, Renee, don't worry. I'm I'm not drinking in the house with the baby. Goes to work and ends up with a can in the middle of the ring. Just... <laughs> I just, oh, it just made me so it was, happy. It was, 
It was Daddy's Not Out. That's what it was. I just could imagine oh. Renee watching it going, what the hell is going on? Like, seriously. <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant. Like, I generally, this was like one of my top moments on Dynamite this week because it was just, it shouldn't have worked, but it worked so well. <laughs> yep. It was, it was a fun one. And, and shout out to JD Drake with the, uh, the, the suspenders and the black pants yes! with the, like like Big Bubba from you know again I was just watching WCW and he was on there like in that get up this is formerly you know he was well not formerly I'm not sure if he was Big Bubba before or after but he was the big boss man in, yeah. in WWF so yeah love that this is exactly what it looked like that's what I thought too and I heard a lot of people uh, mention it on Twitter JD Drake was great. Very, very snazzy yeah very dapper dapper oh. Um, then we had Alex Marvez. Uh, he was talking with Tay Conti about being a part of the, the women's casino battle Royale at all out when the bunny showed up and, uh, because of the issues with the dark order, uh, she offered Conti a contract to join the HFO, but Conti ripped the contract into pieces and that resulted in a pull apart brawl between the two of them. Okay, so I'm going to say one positive mm-hmm. and one eh. Yeah, so okay. the positive is, once again, we're getting kind of like a bit of a depth mm-hmm. into this women's division. You know, yep. actual social interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, the one eh bit about it was the ref seemed really quick to jump in, which then they just did. gives you the impression that they were just literally standing there going, one, yeah. two... Go. <laughs> now, um, well, what you didn't realize that, that interview is that interview is taking place next to the referee's break room. That's what oh, you didn't realize. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's <laughs> alternate footage somewhere that's going to show. There's a table and all Just the refs are sitting around drinking. They're all they're sitting there, they're drinking coffee and they're like, hey, 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 I, I think something's something's about to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, Connie, she's about to attack her. You ready? Okay, put the coffee down. <laughs> That's that's how it went down. That's oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, that was like my one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, plus, I don't it's like say this negative. Is... I just want to say, but, but this is also twice now that Conti's been like having contracts handed to her. Like, yeah, I remember when and uh, <laughs> yeah. Anna J was trying to recruit her to the Dark Order, and like it was constantly the contract was there. Yeah. Um, now with this, it's like everybody's like, hey. Hey, Taikati, come, come with us. I mean, come over here. She You're pretty is, awesome. Won't you? She is pretty amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. She just oozes sunshine. I, yep. And for somebody that has like rainy dark clouds around me a lot, I like the fact she oozes sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, uh, she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to mess with it either because uh, those strikes are, they're brutal. Oh, they're yeah. brutal. Should knock yeah. you out. Uh, then we got a fiery promo from FTR. I love this. And we have um, to see it again, though. Yeah, I know they showed it oh. again. I was like, Ugh. I'm my not daughter was watching queasy. it with me this time. I'm yeah. not normally queasy, but even that got me a bit like, <laughs> yeah. My daughter was watching it with me this time, and she asked, "She's like, uh, Daddy, was was that real?" Yeah, yeah, baby, that that's that that was actually real. Like, <laughs> that was pretty rough. So. Yeah. I think it's because it's still of it, because it's not actually yeah, like, it's, doing anything. 
mm. I feel like you can feel like your own skin being pulled because you can just imagine it like yeah and yeah. I think that's yeah. why it's like 10 times worse seeing it than it actually mm-hmm. watching it from a viewer perspective yeah it if that makes sense <laughs> very rough uh but we found out that cash is back like so after that 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 brutal gash that we were just talking about they suffered in their match against Santana Ortiz he's back uh maybe not 100% they talked about some damage mm-hmm. possibly being done he showed the bandage but he's cleared and and he's he's there uh he said he's, they're not done until they take a pound of flesh from somebody and i'm sure they want to take that pound of flesh from po- proud and powerful we're going to get that match Sooner than we thought. Uh, much sooner than we thought. Mm. Yep. I um, When um, Dax was caught talking about this, and obviously Cash hadn't turned up at that point, when it was like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Cash has got nerve damage, we don't know, FTR will be coming back full-time or part-time or anything like that. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, wait a minute. Like, what? No, you, you just literally turned up. Like and then Cash turned up and was like, "Wait a minute, I'm now confused. <laughs> are, are you yeah. are, are you here here? Are you not here?" And then you were just messing with us, weren't you, Dad? Yeah. You and were then, just messing with and us. And then because he was wrestling, my brain started going, "Well, is this legit injury? Is this kayfabe mm-hmm. injury? You know, as it looked rough as yeah. hell." Um, so it's... I I don't know what to think apart from what. Please be safe. <laughs> it's a good job of again. They're, they're using that injury as part of the story, and mm. they're blurring the line. Where I know kayfabe is dead, but there's still ways that they can fool us in a good mm. way, not fool us in a bad way. But was it as bad as what they're saying it was? Possibly. Mm. There's enough there to make you question it. Oh yeah, it, it could be legit. So and even it if it's not as bad. Awful. Yeah, even if it was just stitches and he's good and we're, we're everything's fine and Danny 100%, let's still play it out like it's a lot worse than what it was so mm. that it makes sense in the story. But mm. then again, it, it could be legit. He could have legit ner- nerve damage. We don't know. Mm. I like that. I like that, though, that mm. they're able to do that and still make us question in yeah. 2021 whether an injury was as bad as it was or not. So. Mm. But it did look bad, regardless. It so I'm really going to assume they're telling. I'm assuming they're telling me the truth because yeah, it legitimately I, could I, be bad. I think that because it. The more times you, the more times they show it us, <laughs> the more yeah. times <laughs> that we um like see it and that type of thing, the more you can kind of like go, yeah, that to begin with, it looked bad, but it didn't look as bad as what. It obviously has turned out to be, but the more that like, you yeah. look at it, you're like, he literally, like that could have like, that could have mm-hmm. like completely like taken his entire skin off. Like it was bad. Yeah. Although could it have been like, a lot worse than what it was for us. That looked like horrific mm-hmm. once you see it again and again because at that flash moment you're just like, oh, he just like got caught on something. Yeah, but like being yeah. caught on something doesn't cause that pool of blood. Yeah, that was rough. I'm just glad. Yeah. I'm just glad he's back. I'm glad. I'm, glad, I'm glad he's oh. like back in like some sort of one piece. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, so next we move on to 
AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, who was in the ring with Don Callis, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. And after saying they'll eliminate Christian once and for all at All Out, Christian came out. And Christian said that Callis, again, is nothing more than a carny piece of crap who spent his whole life manipulating Omega. And Omega is still letting Callis do that, still letting him manipulate him. Omega responded with, you think you know me? And (laughs) that was a very edgy response. Very edgy. I also was like, is edgy? You think you know me. (laughs) (laughs) So Callis (laughs) Callis told Christian, uh, just like his whole career, he'll always play second fiddle, uh, resulting in a brawl between the elite uh, between the elite and Christian, which obviously he's outnumbered. So uh, the elite got the upper hand until finally Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter, ran out for the save. So what do you think about this interaction between the two people who apparently what they're telling us are going to face each other for the world title at All Out? <clears throat> you still know my feelings on that. still think it's going to be Adam Page somehow. But go I ahead. genuinely was not for this entire thing to begin with. I was not for the storyline. Mm-hmm. I was not for the yeah. match. I was like, oh, it's it's just not going to work. But, oh, my God, has this gotten good. Like, the work they've put mm-hmm. into this now, like, I 100% am excited. Like, yeah. even though I know it's not going to mm-hmm. be in Christian's favour eventually, I'm no. still really excited to see this because how they're building it right now is... Uh-huh. Um, Make me excited and quite giddy. Um, <laughs> I also love the fact that Christina said what I've been saying since Omega won the belt. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Stole the belt. Oh, you, you, had it, you had it right the first time. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> that Don Caius manipulates Omega. Mm-hmm. And Omega seems to be quite mm-hmm. blinded to the fact that that is happening. Um, I've legit said this from that moment uh, because it's like like I said it's like a prize pony or something like once yeah mm-hmm. he wants your like cash cow stops giving mm-hmm. up like the stuff that makes the money then you're gonna get shut of it you're gonna like yeah you know it's like after a dog that's from the races is finally you know past mm-hmm. its prime you're then like you know sadly done with it like type thing like yeah. it moves on to a different place um, mm-hmm. So it feels like that, and because Omega's like lost one belt, which um, Christian was very nice to show him, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which I just loved. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like like we got to the peak with Omega. We're now at like the plateau, and I think we're coming to the descent. Um, yeah. Although I don't think it's going to be over as quick. I think we're now. At the peak and after all out, it's time for the slow descent down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this storyline is like been so quick, but it's been going on for like two years now. This entire yeah. thing that circles the elite and Omega and Hangman. I, yeah. I, I, I'm love. I'm so in love with it. I can't explain how much I love it. And I'll admit too, I, I'm 
was not as high on the Christian Omega, the possibility no. of them two facing, even though I still say it's going to be out of page. I will admit that it, it is hotter now with me, yeah. uh, just like you had said, too, than it was before. I think they've both done uh, mm. a fantastic job. Uh, Christian, who since coming to AEW hasn't been my favorite on the mic, oh. has really stepped it up. Oh, these, yeah, live, these live promos are mm. completely different from his pre-taped segments in the back. Mm. Um, yeah, because I was out, not a fan of that. You know that, and I said mm-hmm. that on here so mm-hmm. much. That, mm-hmm. but now when he's on that mic live in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. he he's uh, night and day from when he started. Night and day. Yeah, it's a whole whole different Christian out mm-hmm. there now. So, and which is great because you know they're just gonna, apparently as they're telling this is going to be the title match. So. It's great that they're hitting their stride or that he's hitting his stride at this point yeah. uh, because he's going to need that going into the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we got a backstage promo <laughs> from John Moxley. And without saying his name specifically, he let us know that, unfortunately, he would not be facing Tanahashi at All Out. And a lot of people have been looking forward to that. Uh, mm. But he announced he'll still be facing but he announced he'll still be facing a New Japan legend on September 5th at pay-per-view. It will be Kojima. And in Moxley's words, Kojima must have a death wish because at All Out, we'll see a public execution of him. So... Mox really needs to get some sleep. He's getting really grumpy. <laughs> he's getting ill. <laughs> I love this from and... Mox. I, I just love how he's just genuinely... Spitting mm-hmm. venom these days. Um, yeah, I and, mean, and I'm not super familiar with everybody from New Japan either. No, Admittedly, I know we both talked about that. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of the people from there, but not everybody. I haven't watched enough of it. But it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who he's facing. It, he can make it feel like, even mm. if I'm not familiar with them as yeah. familiar with Kojima, he can make me realize how important they are yeah just because of the promo he does that's how mm-hmm. good he is it's setting these matches up it uh yeah this got me excited for yeah and i mean it, i was beginning to wonder what is mox doing it all out because there was mm-hmm. a, a mock shaped hole in that card and <laughs> yeah and now it's filled so now i'm happy <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> uh i'm gonna enjoy seeing how they build this to to you know yeah you, you know they'll they'll show some footage of Kojima going into into this, uh, showing mm-hmm. the stuff he's done to kind of familiarize everybody with him. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this goes, or if we get a promo from him or something or an appearance mm-hmm. before before all out. So we'll see. Um, next we had the Gun Club uh, facing the Factory with Paul White on commentary in a match that was really to build into further the feud between QT and Paul White. Uh, it was Billy Austin and Colton Gunn versus Nick Comrado, Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. And White played a factor in the finish as QT began taunting Paul White from the ring. White left the commentary desk to have really like a stare down from the ramp with QT. Suddenly Colton Gunn rolled up QT from behind for the surprise roll up victory uh, for the gun club. It yeah. was just, it was, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I get why it was on, but then again, I also don't get why it was on. <laughs> yeah, 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 because yeah. 
Um, I mean, everybody in the match looked good, mm-hmm. uh, but it was. But when you realize, hey, this is just here to okay. What's what's going to happen between QT and Paul White? Yeah. That's really what you're. Um, you know, it's it. It is what it is. It's not taking anything away from anybody else in the ring. We just uh, just felt like that's all it was for, and which yeah. that, that's what it was for. So now, do I still want to see Paul White? Chokeslam QT through the ring? Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm uh, still, you know, still doesn't make me super excited about the match itself, but no. it doesn't take anything away from anybody in the match. I thought they no. all looked great. Uh, and I think, was it Colton Gunn? It's still undefeated, apparently. Isn't he like 743 and 0 or something? If you look at the stats on, no on the roster. Yeah, I'd, have but I, a, I I'd have to have a look. Go look. If I'm not, I, I think I'm correct. Look. But, but he's never had a singles match. It's all like involved in like <laughs> trios matches or tag matches or um, five on five matches or something, you know, or, or four on four. So it's it's weird. It's like a he's, he's undefeated. His career is 24 and 0. <laughs> yeah, there you go. OK, so it's it's just funny when I when I knew when I saw they got the win, especially with him getting the roll up, I'm like. Uh, sooner or later, we're going to get Goldberg chants from the crowd because that's, you know, everybody was chanting that when he was undefeated mm. in WCW. <laughs> You're going to get, or they could do uh, Nicole to, you know, <laughs> something. That was a really it, creepy, creepy one. Was it? Did it sound yeah, creepy? It was like, uh, it sounded like, it sounded like a zombie or something was calling. <laughs> the gun clubs, you know, they're, Ain't no joke, you know. That's why they were on this show. They're they're freaking, they're un, almost unbeatable. So without us even realizing it, um, they're going to be the first trios champions, right? <laughs> Got to be. Got to be. All right. So then we saw Dan Lambert with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and mm. Lambert once again ran down everything that AEW stands for. Uh, making fun of the fans who enjoy this kind of wrestling, uh, but said, luckily, there are real men like Scorpio and Ethan for people to look up to. Putting over Sky's MMA training and Paige's martial arts background. So apparently, Lambert is now like the mouthpiece for the men of the year. Um, a, a, definitely a different approach. Um uh, to to get some heat on uh, Sky and Paige. So, what did you uh, what did you think about this? Mm. Yeah, I I get the angle this is going for, but the wording didn't sit with me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if people are gonna think I'm being a bit picky or whatever. But for a company yeah. that is quite um, inclusive. And that type of mm-hmm. thing, the words like you don't want to see tough guys because soft and weak want to see soft and weak. Um, you need yeah. real men. I was just yeah. a bit like, is this a generational thing? I mean, yeah, it was. I don't it was, know. Oh. It just didn't. Mm-hmm. With what AEW represents, it, and I get that he's meant to be anti AEW. I hundred percent understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. It could just be taken a bit in the wrong context. Yeah, it's it's definitely intended to get heat. Uh, yeah, that's not always 
you know, there's a lot of ways you can but, get but heat, heat that are just they're just not appropriate. You It's it's definitely straddling a fence. Yeah. There or walking a fine line mm. of yeah. You know, going too far and uh, mm -hmm. should i should we reel it back in a little bit so mm. i wouldn't i wouldn't push it too much further you know yeah than what they have um but you know bringing that if, if you're doing that from a hill perspective and you're trying to say you're trying to make sky and ethan page stand out from the rest of everybody bringing yeah. up at the mma background of sky bringing up the marshall's background of page it, it fits yeah it fits with that mm. that's how i got there um you know but it's one of those things that if in the end damber dan Lam dambert i just combined his name <laughs> he's dambert now if in the end dambert gets you know taken out and uh he he he's the one that that takes the the fall or his his folks that are representing him takes the fall whether it's to uh, Lance Archer, if you know, I assume Lance Archer is going to be the uh, the one who steps up and mm. is the answer for the anti AEW force that is them mm -hmm. now. Uh, you know, um, uh, so if if he gets you know murdered in the end by Lance Archer and, and everything, then everybody's happy and that that yeah. makes sense. We'll make everybody feel better. Um, we'll just we'll just have to have to hope they don't push it too much further before we get to yeah. that. So. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next, we have the main event, and uh, and in this main event, Brock Anderson tried to avenge the attack of his father by sacrificing himself. I mean, by facing Malachi Black, and after a few bursts of offense, which mainly just angered Black. Uh, Black annihilated Brock, almost causing Arn to toss in the towel. Uh, but when Arn didn't throw in the towel, it made Malachi even angrier. And Malachi hit uh, Brock with the black mass, and that was it. One, two, three. Afterwards, Arn was checking on his fallen son, and Black was watching. I think uh, Arn stood in like a stare down with, with Malachi Black. Uh, Black went for the black mass and then Arn blocked it. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. like blocking the black mass, but it didn't matter. Uh, Malachi caught Arn with a low blow and then laid him out with a black mass, anyways. So, with both Andersons laying at his feet, uh, big shoddy Lee Johnson ran in. Uh, Malachi left the ring when Johnson showed up, allowing Johnson to check on his friends but grinning the whole time as he was on the ramp, staring at Lee Johnson or Lee Johnson. Um, and uh, Dynamite goes off the air with Malachi. Uh, just a, a little evil grin on his face, looking at what he has done. Yes. Um, oh, Brock. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, sometimes you try and you fail. So there's a lesson for you. Um, don't he pick tried. a fight with Malachi Black. Like mm. people try to tell you sometimes, <laughs> Daddy knows best. Um, Malachi tried to tell him. Daddy tried like, to tell him. Malachi told him. Um, <laughs> I just like this match had to be what it was because there was no way you could he could have like a ten minute match with this. It was just like no, kick your head off no. and good night. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> Arn genuinely looked like absolutely heartbroken. Um, yeah. I just look. My only little thing with this is, I understand that Malachi has this kind of like, not what's the word, um, kind of like once he's done what he says he's done, he's done, type mm-hmm. thing. But I just, it was just a weird situation that when Lee Johnson turned entered the ring, Malachi was like, "No, nah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out." <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, really." I thought the same. <laughs> I thought the same too. It's like I was, like I, you know, you could I play it like okay, it's like psychological games. He's gonna get yeah. out of the ring, and hey, I'm gonna let you check on your friends, but just know, just yeah. be thinking about it for a week or two. No, I'm gonna mm. kick your face off. You know, That's, but the part yeah. of part of me would have liked to have seen him kick his face off right then, like as soon as yeah. he slid in the ring, like bam, yeah. and then and then they set up a match later or something. You know, yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, the, that o- did. the only the only thing like I can say from that is is like Malachi Black is one of these people that is reiterating. I say what I'm gonna do and I do it. So he literally said, "Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna sort out the Andersons type thing." And then obviously Lee Johnson yep. came in. He didn't say anything about you know, yeah, everything else going just... on. But then he did say that anybody connected to the uh-huh. Nightmare Family now. <laughs> the thing you've got to realize is that's quite a broad set of people. Mm-hmm. Fuego del Sol has a nightmare family jacket. Aww. Obviously, um, Lee Johnson does. Um, a few other people do. And I'm just wondering like, how far Malika is going to take it. Because is I he wanna... gonna kill Fuego? I don't think kills the word. Um... I mean, he's already dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's back alive now. Um, okay, he's back alive. But I do love how the crowd in this match was going. Malachi's gonna kill. <laughs> 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 I was just like, what? <laughs> huh? Like, guys, chill out. And it's like, no. Um. But I can't wait for Malachi to have like a match match. Like I'd love yeah. to see like we've just heard that Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page have these backgrounds in like, mm. you know, martial arts and stuff. And obviously CM Punk has just done a, a photo shoot with Malachi or Tommy yeah. End. Um yeah. like get me those matches. Get it me where yeah. you can have these people reiterating some of this mm-hmm. stuff back and forth because that yeah. is juicy. I want we're gonna that. get there. Oh my goodness, yeah. could you imagine Malachi Black and Ray Phoenix? <laughs> I just the fact of Malachi trying to chase Phoenix down, you know, that's just yeah, that's, Phoenix's offense is keeping Malachi on the run. Yeah, let me try to wear him down. I just, uh, I, yeah, it, I, I, I'm enjoying what he's doing. I just yeah. legit want more. But, but there's <laughs> anticipation of what's to yeah. come. You know, those matchups are going to be good. Um, but what's what's so funny is like we, you know, we got to the main event of the show, and typically when I'm looking at the time, I'm watching it live. Yeah. You're not, but like I'm looking at the time, and I'm like, wow, there's like three minutes left, and 
match is just about to start. You normally go, wow, that's not enough time. But I'm like, no, nah, that's about right. But it, it's it. But also, and I, I heard criticism also a lot of, of, you know, man, you know, Malachi, it's a squash match and a main event. But one, there's story to it, which is why. Mm-hmm. Two, Malachi Black is a main event act. Oh, 100%. That's, so it's one of those where I don't care who he's facing. That's a main event act. It really is. You can't is. have uh, that entrance and not be a main event. No, it's either main event or it's it's an opener or something where you're, yeah. you know, because like, that's the two spots because you want to have that intrigue with the opening of the show too. Um, but yeah, it, like he's had two matches so far and they've yeah. both been main events. He's mm-hmm. he's a main event guy no matter who he's facing. And that yeah. tells you because he's facing Brock Anderson and that's the main event. And it's also like, at the end of the day... Minute. He's got some people may have never seen his work before because maybe they've just come into wrestling, you know, since not been in it since like, you know, say 2000, for example. Yeah. So they'll mm-hmm. never seen him in XT. They'll never see him in WWE as a whole. So for yep. him to like kind of go, this is what I'm about. I basically kill people with my feet. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. He's got to show that in matches like that that are quick. Yeah, yeah. For people to go, oh my god, this guy literally ends people by kicking them in the head. Um, Established dominance. Exactly. So exactly. I can get people that know him and know his style will be like, well, why is he just doing these matches? We know what he can do. But the people that have just, you know, come into this yeah. and have never seen his work before need to be New informed of, of it. So. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to. He's literally just had two matches in the company. Let's just, you know. Yeah. Let it's, it's like, you know, marinate it, and let it just flow normally for a bit because once yeah. we start getting those matches that are like, like those epic matches that we know we can have, mm. it, it's gonna it's gonna get good. And I don't think they've done anything wrong by him. So. No, I don't no, want he's, to he, anybody going AEW Johnny Run because they've not. He's right where he needs to be. Yeah. And it's it's gonna get even better for, from here. Uh, better for him. Maybe not better for the nightmare family, but maybe not better we'll, for anybody we'll who actually um you know yeah. is in the ring with him, but it'd be good. You're gonna see a lot of people turn in those nightmare family jackets all of a sudden yeah. like, Yeah, hey, you know what? Cody's <laughs> like, Where's everybody going? No, sorry, yeah, wait. <laughs> Why is there a pile of jackets in my office? Like, they're like, we're, dude, we're out. We're, we're there's he's much room for, between. He's off for a yeah. few months, and all of a sudden he comes back just like a load of coats. Going, what yeah. happened while I was gone? All, all of a sudden, there's like 15 more members of the Dark Order. Like, what? Yeah. They're all in mass, so nobody knows who they are. This Tony just gets back to his office, and there's all these nightmare man like with like arms and casts and night net based on going. What happened? And they're just like, uh, dude, seriously, uh, what the hell? <laughs> Why did you start this? <laughs> <laughs> we blame you, Cody. Uh, uh, bring back emo Cody. Right. <laughs> Things were so much better when there was emo Cody. When emo Cody was um, around, it, it made sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, a, a good episode of Dynamite, uh, definitely not. Not what we're what we're used to. I know we grade on like a scale of of what we're yeah. what 
we anticipate Dynamite to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coming off of how huge Rampage was, yeah, uh, we talked about this before we started recording. Mm-hmm. It's it's never going to hit that high no. after such a high as Rampage was, even though you have CM Punk on on Dynamite yeah. tonight. Um, just it didn't hit perfectly, but it's it's going to happen. Even a even a so-so dynamite to me is still a fun two hours of TV, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what this was. That's what this was. You still get uh, good, brilliant, mm-hmm. amazing moments in even dynamites that are kind of like just yeah. nicely kind of you know not like huge peaks, but they're just kind of like you know yeah. you trundle along, we- and that's fine because. I mean, we, Rampage was exhausting. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't have pay per views every Wednesday. It no. just can't happen. So. And we uh, can't have but, anything follow Rampage like that. That would have been as hyped. <laughs> no, no way. There's no <laughs> way. Uh, but next week is uh, well, this Friday and next Wednesday are shaping up to be uh, some pretty good shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Friday on Rampage, we have Tay Conti versus the Bunny. Um. Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers oh, in the finals. So yes, uh, the finals of the Tag Team Eliminator Tournament. So whoever wins that match goes on to face the Young Bucks in the steel cage at All Out. So a lot, a lot on the line there. Uh, we and we also have Kenny Omega and Brandon Cutler versus Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, so that should be a uh, a good one as well. Uh, looking at those, I uh, wonder what's going to be the main event. You would think it's going to be Jurassic Express and Lucha Brothers. I would have thought so. With, with what's at stake, you would think. Solid lineup for Friday. I'm excited yeah. for it. Next, <laughs> uh, next Wednesday on Dynamite, we have Brian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yes. I mm. like this matchup. I like yes. this matchup. Two big Two. guys going together. <laughs> yes. We also have Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Uh, again, the uh, feud between the best friends, specifically Orange Cassidy and Hardy Family Office, continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a fun match. Jack Evans is is an underrated yeah. guy with both of the guys in TH2R. Uh, yeah. So that should be good. Good to see him in the ring again. Um, we have FTR versus oh. Proud and Powerful. Give it to me, please. Thank you very much, AW. Uh, I want to see just, this now. Yep. This is, uh, I, I'm surprised we're getting it now. I'm surprised uh, they didn't hold this off until All Out, but that All Out card is growing. There's that like eight matches now. So, so it's kind of uh, be hard to fit everything in uh, as it stands now. So maybe that's why we're getting it here. Uh, but I got a feeling Proud and Powerful may be having a big moment coming up. Pretty soon, in several I weeks. Hope so. Arthur Ashe Stadium, we're looking at you. Then we have Jer- Chris Jericho is going to sit down with Jim Ross, uh, obviously to discuss his announcement. Uh, I'm going to cry. That he just had. <laughs> and and on the flip side, MJF is going to be talking with Tony Schiavone. I bet so Tony apparently Schiavone th- is absolutely devastated. <laughs> yeah, t- t- Tony drew the short straw. Him at all. Yeah. I bet he's just like, why? Uh, <laughs> I bet he was like, I'd much rather interview this ant. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How are you feeling, Mr. Ant? <laughs> <laughs> Tony Schiavone's thinking, I would have rather interviewed Nick Khan than MJF. <laughs> That's, That's what well. he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, uh, all right. Uh, so, so yeah, a couple of great episodes of AEW TV uh, coming up really soon. Actually, when you listen to this review, uh, Rampage will be tonight because the show yes. goes out on Friday. So there you go. So we hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, but before you go, don't forget to check out all of our content. Uh, we do Dynamite and Rampage reviews, uh, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. We do. And also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yeah, Cam. All right. Thank you all again for listening. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Come here, Colton. You know, like in like to... a haunted house type thing. <laughs> I want to eat your brains, Colton. Colton. Uh. Uh.